0: What is going on? Good morning, everyone. Yes, I am up bright and early. Instead of uh, having a glass of bourbon, I'm actually just having a cup of coffee like I, I, I should in the morning. I'm up for a very special occasion because uh, my good friend Shane Wharf decided to come back with me on and have a pretty much a little bit of a reaction to not only the conference championship weekend, but now the official college football playoff has been released. We have, let's just say we both have our own thoughts, but Shane, I wanted to, you, you're probably wondering why I'm even drinking coffee because I mean, I, I, I like I saw the look and you're just like, I don't, it, I, it's,
1: it's, it, I started to do a cup test to be like, show me actually coffee in that cup.
0: I mean, if I, I still got a good bit, <laughs> so if I spill it, you know, this podcast <laughs> is officially over and you know, it's going to be down for a while. So <clears throat> let's not do I, that. Yes. So I assure you that it's coffee and here's, okay. So I recently just bought um, uh, my girlfriend an Nespresso machine and I'm really bad at gift giving one, because I mean, I, 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 the wrapping, like I get, I get frustrated and I, I tear more than I actually produce. And when the, when the wrapping like just happens, it just looks like it, like the entire gift was just taped together I'm so
1: bad at it. Yeah. Okay. Thank
0: you. I'm glad I'm not the only person. So So,
1: it is rare in my household that my wife and I actually make it to the occasion of the gift. Same. Given on that occasion. (laughs) We just both get so excited. And also for us, it's weird because like the month of November is crazy. You have my birthday on the 14th. Our wedding anniversary is on the 18th, and then her birthday is on the 27th. So there's a lot of Amazon packages coming in the month of November on top Santa of this. Santa at the giddy. Wharf
0: House is dropping by pretty often.
1: Absolutely. And then so you know, some companies are still OGs about it when it comes to discreet wrapping. But, <clears throat> fellas, if you're listening and you're getting your wife a Stanley Cup, Um, definitely make sure that's delivered to an office because that is not, that is not discreet shipping. Those things come literally with the outline of the cup outside the box. It says Stanley all over it. It's but pretty obvious
0: of what it is. it, it,
1: It was really funny because we actually both ended up getting each other one. Um, so that was funny, but yeah, I, we're terrible about that. And like you said, I'm terrible about wrapping gifts. My, I go for like the old Tootsie roll effect. I just wrap that bad boy up and then twist the ends and put some ribbon on it. But that's the oh beauty. God, this stays. <laughs> that's the beauty of having children though, because I'm like, Oh, look, look, babe, look how well Harper wrapped your gift for you. Isn't that cute? And if it's phenomenal, then it's my idea. If it's crafty, then it's the child. So, yeah,
0: it's, it's, just a child's phase of being an artist at that point. But I mean, I'm the same way, Shane. So I pretty much just give her the Nespresso machine already. It comes with a little like frothing device, so obviously she loves it. I even got a little variety pack to go along with it. But Shane, now I've started to really enjoy it myself. Good for both of you now. So here's the issue with that. All I can do is picture myself myself slowly becoming Will Ferrell from kicking and screaming. Like, he just gets so into the coffee now. It just becomes, like, a such an obsession. And then he just, at, you know, at some point, he's yelling in public places to have people hurry up with his order and presenting library cards and thinking that it means something. But it's – I'm not going to be going out and – or no more than usual, going out and causing a disturbance in the public. And I'm obviously not going to be screaming at children. but Yeah,
1: you have to a little. You have a reputation to upkeep, So, <laughs> I mean, you have to. And you, coffee is you. Like, I, I'm shameful to say it, but I'm, I'm a huge energy drink guy. I feel like Jim Carrey and Yes Man. Like,
0: Just change he, that for you. <laughs> yeah, just get Red Bull. You should have a Red Bull. Maybe later we can
1: buy that Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull.
0: That's, that message is just for, I mean, hey, that's what movies do. They, they, they get in that advertising, and next thing you know, you're hooked. But I'll tell you something else we're hooked on, Shane, and that's where these college football games, these playoff rankings. We'll just start with the games first. Um, I guess a few questions I just would have for you, and we're just kind of like talking about it over the weekend anyway, is um, did Caleb lose the Heisman like we thought he would uh, either anticipate losing? How much chaos had to ensue just for anything to just get completely wacky, even though the re- end result was already just there? We can already have a little bit of an idea of just like, just kind of like what we were talking a little bit about and what I was kind of hoping the case would be. And then the last thing is <laughs> do the other bowl games, like the New Year's Six, like I saw some of the matchups, do they still have relevance? Not amongst the school, but amongst like, the TV networks, some of the fans, and Shane, maybe even some of the players who obviously had the choice to opt out and focus on the draft. So, I mean, we've been kind of going back and forth, man. Like, just just tell me everything, bro. I'll take it from the top.
1: So, I don't think Caleb Williams has lost the Heisman race, but I also, like you and I talked about a couple of days ago, the fingernails
0: um, don't help him, though.
1: No, they do not. Like, seriously, they don't. Like, that's just, now you look like a joke. Like, <laughs> you, you, you you painted F-U-C-K Utah on your fingernails, and then they beat your ass. So, I mean, free motivation, I guess. But <clears throat> I, I wasn't just overly, like, excited about his performance. I, I was in a couple of USC Chat rooms, just searching around, looking for some content. And I will say this. Hats off to them. they um like 24-7 sports. Their UFC page, they um, posted a, we should be in with a screenshot of showing TCU losing and then them losing. Um, okay. Yeah. TCU lost by three points in overtime. You got embarrassed by a Utah team who that's their second time beating you. Like. God, Kyle
0: Winningham's a good coach.
1: Yes. Yes, he is. Um, But to the the point, no, I don't think Caleb Williams lost it, but I think that he did not do himself any favors with distancing himself from the others. And right now I think it's – I'm not going to say a complete toss-up, but it's funny. You and I were talking about how bad did Caleb Williams have to play And I still don't think maybe that performance was bad enough. I just also didn't think that I would be that impressed by Max Duggan in a loss. I mean, that final drive, he had 95 rushing yards. I mean, the kid poured it all out for TCU. So I don't think it's so much Caleb Williams' performance. It's just his performance on top of what Max was able to do, even in a loss. So it's not clear cut for me anymore. I still think Caleb's the favorite, but... He definitely left the door open for Max and C.J. Shroud who, and and Bennett. I, I think those are the
0: clear four, in my opinion. Well, you know what I wanted. I know those what you want. Those close to me know what I wanted. Rob and Justin knew what I wanted. Justin was okay with it. Rob was like, you're not even an Alabama fan. Why do you care this much? And call me crazy. I just—who wouldn't want to see Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan literally just have this? You know what, per, Shane? It would just validate pretty much everything we've been saying to the off-season leading up to now and pretty much even having a little bit of the results where it could possibly even be a real thing. And it it's always been the SEC is great, but the Big Ten's not far off. Well, now everyone's even just kind of like openly admitted, like, well, it's just the Big Ten and the SEC. Well, Shane, if we literally would have had them to where the chips fall where they may, and even Nick Saban pleaded his case, ladies and gentlemen, hey, that's that's it. That's, that's a sign of a good salesman. Always be closing. And he, he – in this case, that was not matter. See, though it was, was weird to see because he's he's going on every every network and just basically just you know again selling like he was his running room. for
1: governor of Alabama like that was weird.
0: Whatever the case may be, at the <laughs> end it they could have done two of the big SEC brands, two of the big Big Ten brands, and let them go at it in the semifinals. 30 to 40 million people will watch and then let the Big Ten and the SEC literally just fight it out for the national championship. They could could have done it, Shane. And if there was one team to get in, if there was one team that the committee always favors and always favors as far as a brand, history, and pretty much championship relevance, if there was a two-loss team to at least shatter those barriers, it was Alabama. A lot of chaos had to happen. We got the chaos, and it was all right there. But... I agree with you,
1: but I think that's why we're so used to Alabama's, this dynasty that we all lost sight of the fact of the situation, which is a lot of the stuff is just like a courtroom. It's not about what you know. It's about what, what you, you can, can prove, prove. And your proof is in your record. I for, And my apologies because I do not remember who tweeted it, but it was, it was a solid tweet. And it was basically saying, I don't want to hear about the team's you barely lost to. I want to hear about the teams you beat. And that's about the best way you can put it. Cause we did, we all so lost sight myself included, which after we recorded the other night, I got to doing some research and I even posted some things on Facebook asking people, you know, if TCU loses this game, are they out? Do they deserve to be out? And I don't, I don't think they do. We'll get into that. I just, I don't. So, for the Alabama piece of it, though, that was, that was just weird to see. It was weird to see. And I really, <laughs> it was so funny Welcome how many
0: things. He, he's doing exactly what he needs to do for his recruits, his program, his obviously his. No, his I'm just saying days, it's, I, it's I weird understood. to
1: see. It's weird to see in a sense of we're not seeing, used to seeing that side of Alabama. Or we're not used to having to see an Alabama having to politic their way in. And so much so that, I don't know very many people who didn't assume that with TCU and USC losing that it was all but a sure thing that Alabama was gonna be in. And the only thing that kind of killed the the upper the uppercut that that was to Alabama was that they kept TCU at three in the rankings. So when it was being released, one, two, three, as soon as you saw TCU at three, everybody knew like, oh damn. Out. Alabama's not getting there they're
0: good. out. It was like, crazy. It's not, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew the moment that they, oh, I, I guess we can just go right into TCU in Kansas State. So, yeah, man, like right when they put them there. And this is why I think Max Duggan deserves the Heisman. So, not only did he have like the comeback way, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, I never questioned Max Duggan or Quinston Johnston, who may look or who, kind of looks like to be the number one wide receiver prospect, at least coming into the draft process. I mean, and and keep in mind, he was hurt too, but he's still making plays. But I never questioned the players. I just questioned the actual wins. That was all I was questioning. And even still, like, here they are again in comeback fashion, which Kansas State, they could have easily put this game away. But, you know, Shane, they went up 28-17, to and there's 11 and a half minutes left, and they're celebrating as if they won. That was right after – Deuce Vaughn put that safety on skates and just ends up uh, scoring that tutty. But I mean, it doesn't matter. I think Max Duggan deserves it, but not only that Shane, just for his, uh, his, his acting skills as well. I, you know, I post this on our group chat and no one wanted to answer me because no one wanted to spark any of those interests. No one, but anyway,
1: I, say, I save it for the pod.
0: Makes sense. Okay. You are, uh, well, I guess Jacob and a few of others who are on there, I guess everyone's like, all right, well, if he has me back on, I, I'll say what I say. Did Max Duggan literally get TCU in, not just for his play, but also just for – I'm not saying that it the that it was, wasn't sentimental and that it wasn't real, but, you know, you didn't see anyone else – you didn't see any other quarterback but him pretty much pleading his case. Now, you saw all the coaches, including Nick Saban, plead their case. They have Ryan Day on game day talking about how he has new life, and then they – Go to Max Duggan after this loss. And he's just like, yeah, just, I, I want to get this this championship. I mean, I, I want, yeah. and, and <laughs> rightfully, no, right, they, they rightfully deserve to be there. they no, it they had, had an amazing it, season. Though.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so put thank you. way, Alabama didn't have a game Saturday, right? But I guarantee you Saban's got Bryce in the film room right Ready. now. He's got him in the film room right now showing him that film though. He's like, see, this is how, this is what a quarterback looks like to politic their way into the college football Ring playoff. light
0: and everything. We need a tie or we need just you battered after a game. Like one of the, we just ready to make your speech and ready to plead your case
1: i can't help but wonder too if that had it. we all know it's not supposed to have anything to do with it but i think the committee wants to see teams who have players who are just fully invested in players who want that and so i'm not gonna say it's that a great
0: story we, we max, as fans we need a great
1: story i'm not gonna say that max completely sold their case But I know that Bryce didn't. I mean, you've got basically Bryce waiting around to figure out whether he's going to play or not. And he still hasn't answered that question. So does that have a part? Does that have something to do with it? I don't think so that much, but it does does beg the question.
0: Well, I mean, there's all kinds of other speculation. I mean, Shane, I I was already seeing reports after Ohio State lost to Michigan whether or not – they're going to be like even interested in playing in a bowl game and that even included CJ Stroud well then now USC loses and it's like okay yeah I'm definitely invested now like there's a chance we can get in and then obviously they see TCU lose and it's just like well shit we let's go to practice right now there's no doubt we're playing and then you know, that, that, that's where I think, yeah, you're like, you're right. Like the politics and in play into the game, but it's also a little bit from a brand's perspective, you know, now you have pretty much what we thought was going to be the national championship game is one of the semifinals. And that's obviously Georgia playing against Ohio state. And I do know, like, I like that part. I, oh, I Georgia's do, home game. Again. I told you, I told you <laughs> again, I, I
1: told you on Thursday that Georgia didn't even have to, remove their bags. They could leave everything in the locker room because they're just going to be right back there. But I do like the way I do like the college football playoff seating. I do think the committee got it right. Um, I Mm. do. (laughs) And I, what I was afraid of if TCU did stay was that TCU was going to fall to four and that somehow Ohio state was going to leapfrog to three, because I'm not saying I don't want to, see a Michigan Ohio State rematch if I do I just want to see it in the championship game um so I think that as far as a true two-game test for Georgia they need to play Ohio State and then play the winner of Michigan TCU not then play TCU because it, I, I'm I can't keep sleeping on TCU they're doing a great job but you're this huge. It, it's coming from a huge Tennessee ball fan. I think all the listeners know that now. Um, uh, Georgia's just dominant. Like that's just if we wouldn't be having conversations about Max sitting at the Heisman ceremony if they played Georgia because he would they would just tear him apart. Like I'm, it's it's eating some crow saying that, but Georgia has the most dominant defense in college football.
0: God, Jalen Carter is good. I didn't realize how good until I saw it live. Now, I understand the stakes were high. It's the SEC championship. And a lot of the LSU linemen are not only just true freshmen, but also just underclassmen and transfers. But, God, that dude is so good. Yeah, but they, just got the,
1: they just got the paternity test results back. And it is confirmed that he is um, Jaden Daniels' daddy. So, it's – it's, well, it's what well. we saw
0: was live child abuse. So I'm surprised that uh, no reports have been filed. But thankfully, in the team, fine. Well, thankfully, a team like who knows, Shane? Maybe, who knows? Maybe the the Lions? Maybe Seattle with their top pick? God forbid the Saints lose and that Eagles pick that just keeps growing. Man, please no. If the good teams, if one of the please good no. teams get him. Especially if there's a quarterback like kind of fight at the top, like oh my god! Like, could you eat. imagine if the Eagles happen to stumble across Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter within a matter of back-to-back years?
1: I like, don't want to talk about it.
0: Like, I mean, the FBI knows I'm thinking it. That's why they need me to say something about it. That's they they know it. They know collusion. Collusion. <laughs> he said it. It's out there. We have the blade. But,
1: no, since we already started kind of talking about Georgia, that was the one thing that was different this year, too. Um, Since the Georgia-Tennessee game, and I think even before the Georgia-Tennessee game, Tennessee didn't – Tennessee at that time should not have been ranked number one in the college football playoff. They should have been number two for sure. But – Georgia is the undoubted number one. You know, in years past, at least we got to have that conversation where it wasn't just about who was in it for, but you hope that there's a conversation where, okay, who gets the number one seed who gets the number there was that was never a question. Nobody questioned that. Nobody was like, I wonder if Michigan plays so well that they go Trump Georgia for the number one spot. I never heard anybody say that. Because no one's thinking that Georgia. I think that's the
0: rematch. I think that's the natty at this point. Like, I mean, both of them are already favored, and they're favored. I want to see it. Like, they're not favored as a pick'em game. Like, they're favored like almost double-digit favorites.
1: And it's it's that rematch is all but a done deal. But Georgia's got to make sure that they don't sleep on Ohio State. I mean, they they're going to be motivated,
0: like stupid motivated. I guarantee you they're all going to probably like gain that because I mean, Shane, they've basically just been labeled as, you know, soft and just pushed around, you know, we've said it, everyone else on any other platform has said it. So now they're pretty much just going to have a whole month of basically just learning how to get tough, but it's a much taller task for them because Georgia state, or I'm sorry, not Georgia state. um, Georgia is already tough. Like they, like, I don't know, Shane, like it's tough to me to like pretty much impose a physical presence and really just type of a physical style mentality when all year that that hasn't even been the message. But for Georgia, that's pretty much been the opening day training camp speech from Kirby. Like, I mean, you practice physical like, you know, that's just that's something that you consistently do year round. That's not something you just literally just pick up and just decide to do. He gets it out of his
1: guys, too. He gets it out of his guys every week.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like we were just saying, like there was talks that CJ Stroud wasn't even going to play in the bowl game. A few others. I mean, who knows? Jackson Smith, the Jigma probably wouldn't have played or Trayvon Henderson, if he would have gotten like, I mean, there were the guys that just instantly just kind of just check out at that point. But, you know, like you said, like with Georgia, like they know like the type of team they have, they know the style of coaches, they know that they're invested and they buy in and it just, it continues to show. I mean, it's, Those two plays that killed LSU because I think psychologically LSU got broken from the blocked kick, and then they obviously they came back and scored. So I was just thinking like, all right, well that you know just the way that that blocked kick happened and the way that it turned into a touchdown that again that can mentally break some young men, and then obviously the the tip ball on the helmet and then the tip and then the interception. It's like all right, well that's another one right there, and then next thing you know you look up at halftime and it's. I think like 28 to seven, almost 34. I think it was 35 to seven. It's just like, well, just like, like it's over now. Like it's like, this is it. And so, yeah, it's a, I mean, for Georgia, I mean, we talked about, they, they basically, when they turn it on that, that's what you see. Like when they know that they're playing a quality team, they turn it on. Sorry.
1: Just saw some breaking news.
0: Please. We love that.
1: Uh, um, The Panthers are going to release Baker Mayfield today. So you know where he's going.
0: He's going either to Oklahoma or going to TV if I'm him and if he – I
1: think he makes one more stop this year. Jimmy G just went down. I know that they said that they were signing, I think Josh Johnson from the Broncos practice squad, but I would not be surprised if there's a little bit of a conversation about him going and being a QB2, QB3 for San Francisco for the rest of the season.
0: Dan, we say it if – and this is just in any profession. This is not just in football. This is just everywhere. You're not – I mean, yeah, you're not really supposed to make friends at work, but if you're just a likable person and people just like being around you and gravitate to you and want to work harder for you, it makes things so much easier. It makes the working environment and the camaraderie so much better. And then oh, when you have
1: your – You're not that guy, pal.
0: <laughs> no. Like – and it blows my mind because how does it go from you were absolutely beloved at Oklahoma and now you're just a complete asshole. Like, the, like, I mean, obviously the commercials probably played a moment into it. We won't need to get into that. But to me, it's like, all right, bro, like you need to go back to Oklahoma as a graduate grad assistant or a QB coach or go to TV. Like I think Baker Mayfield, like be enter-
1: Am- He'd be entertaining on TV, but... Yeah, like if Amazon summarize- wanted to do
0: like a, like a college-like show, like, yeah, Baker Mayfield would be one of the first people I call.
1: Absolutely. To summarize that situation, there's a big difference between playing with a chip on your shoulder and just being an asshole. Right. And he's just an asshole. But, and- Unfortunately.
0: It just I mean, number one pick, all these commercials, all this... Everything just, you know, pushed to him, especially... I mean, don't get me wrong. We saw how great it was when the Browns won or um, won their playoff game against the Steelers. It was it was a tremendous story. But I mean, that just again, if you're just a yeah, it's all right. Well, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) To
1: to bring that back, speaking of Oklahoma, um, Big Ten, yeah, that Kansas State TCU game, um, interesting, very interesting. Um, I mean, now to go back to earlier comments, though um, Max has my respect. The way he willed his team back into that game, and you know, what did that? Ha- what did that look like in overtime? What was it they? They went for it. On, they like, took the ball one. out of his
0: hands. Yeah, they, fourth and one, fourth and two. Yeah, stop both times. The the guy that basically got him to overtime, they took the ball out of his hands
1: after he had just got him there. Was it? Like willed I said, I them think 95, 95 You it? said, yeah. 95 rushing yards, and you just did all that, and you don't even think that maybe – and I get it. I'm not a college coach. I'm not a high school coach. I'm not a junior high coach. But do you not think maybe a good play call there is a little play action? Play action You know pass? who the
0: OC is, right? Who's that? His name is Garrett Riley.
1: Huh. What an interesting last name.
0: Oh, you mean Riley be- blowing a December game? Never heard that storyline. Yes, it, ladies and gentlemen, for those under for those that haven't caught on yet, Garrett Riley is the brother of Lincoln Riley.
1: I did know that. I just wanted you to speak your piece.
0: Um, oh, but, so that's my yeah, piece.
1: But it's just, you know, I get it. Like I, I really am being serious. Like we're we're not paid coaches, but it's one of those things. It's it's about like watching you know Seattle try to pass it on was it second goal first and goal Um, instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. It's, it's similar to that though. You just had a quarterback who that whole defense is like spying and waiting to run the ball. And I get it. So I get, that's why you don't call a quarterback run a design quarterback run, but do you not think that you could just do like a play action pass and it open things up a little bit, easy touchdown, like, they are anticipating him running so i get that maybe you think the call is to ru- is to run it with your running back but i just I, I thought it was very obvious to when it mattered to keep the ball in the hands of the person who is the reason you even had that opportunity but we're not going to you know condemn them because they
0: they did enough and they are in it's yeah the the college football committee got it right but for those that wanted the the entertainment value of like ratings and, you know, TV networks basically just kind of like cheers in each other, just like we were right. And hell even, but this is a big win for them as well, because they, they were siding with the big 12 before the PAC 12. And now you know, this is another little investment to where it's like, Oh, well look at TCU. They're in the big 12 and they're competing. Sonny Dykes may win the coach of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, I assure you there are much greater wills at play here that you don't want me to talk about but i have to it just because it's the stuff that interests me and that's i do to interest me
1: i do want to talk about a game that for me as a tennessee fan i i had to watch closely just based on projections but
0: speaking of that just it might be tennessee my, is six and alabama's five that's Three SCC teams in the top six. So that should just tell you all how much the committee loves the SEC.
1: It's it's going to be hell when we move to a 12-team. It's going to be very interesting. That was funny, yeah. too. We're going la- to six la- teams in. Last comment about Saban. That was funny, too, because I'm not saying that when it was initially announced that Saban was against it, but it, it, it was like he was indifferent, didn't really care about the 12-team. Then being asked about it, and he's like, "I think the twelve team is great. The twelve team is just something. Yeah, I bet you do. I, I bet you do think. The Why didn't we team do that yesterday? Yeah. What was that? What do you mean? That's not happening this year. But no, a, a game that. All right, and I'll issue my apology to the Clemson fan base. I'm just kidding. I don't apologize. Dabo what? did it, man. He you you, called, it. Did it. He you called did it. He did it. You, sir, called it. What a different team that is with Klubnik at quarterback.
0: He finally did it, Shane. Watching that opening
1: drive, like what was that? DJ had like two or three consecutive incomplete passes. I'm not talking like, you know, I'm not talking about at least some impressive incomplete passes like Joe Milton, Bazooka Joe. These were like,
0: he, he's already in the, the yards he, he is yes. psychologically broken. You take a California kid and you put him literally all across the country to Clemson, South Carolina, and how he's playing. That kid is psychologically broken. He needs to go to UCLA. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see where he ends up. But
1: I, <clears throat> I was telling my wife, I was telling my friends, I was telling you. When the initial – because Tennessee's ball projection really hasn't – their ball projection really hasn't changed in the last couple of weeks. They've pretty much been all but a done deal, which is a done deal now. that so be maybe the They maybe still love
0: Tennessee. They, they, would, they just hate in the orange injury.
1: They, they hate the injury, and it is hard with that South Carolina loss. But we're in a good space. We're not going back. um I've been saying this whole time, like, yeah, I'd rather be playing Clemson. I'd, I want that Clemson matchup. I want that – well – Kluknick's definitely gonna make that a lot more interesting. Um him against Bazooka Joe, um and I was, tell- I was telling I Jacob this, I guess it was a couple of days ago. I think the last time that Tennessee played Clemson, like I was but a boy. Like I if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like a 0-2, 0-3 peach bowl that they beat us, but I guess this might be a opportunity for another little orange-on-orange orange rivalry, but point aside for that, they should have pulled the trigger on putting Kludnick in weeks ago. Um, you, you're talking about probably, if you had done so, maybe you're in the college football playoff. Maybe. Um, but, you know,
0: yeah, hindsight... He fa- Again, Dabo, we thank you for being a listener. Congratulations on your <laughs> success. Good luck in the ball game. And this is coming from a non-Tennessee fan. Thank you for subscribing and listening. It's just, Shane, it's incredible because he finally did it. He finally realized it's like, bro, it's now two years with this guy. Like, he, he's not it. The guy that's sitting behind him, When, again, we've seen this, like, and it's not that Kelly Bryant was playing bad. It's just everyone knew how good Trevor Lawrence was. Well, again, it's almost the same situation, except it's a much easier decision because DJU is playing terrible.
1: Yeah. Insert this guy.
0: Oh, my God. New team. Like, I mean, and they completely. Yeah, that, that was
1: the Clemson we know. That's the Clemson yes. we know and the Clemson w- we're used to. And, and I that, can only yes. imagine the joy and excitement from Clemson fans because they're like, finally, this, this is what we've, what we've we all have. known. This is what we've been telling everyone for weeks because you're not the only person I heard say that. It's just, I there's... Shane,
0: if we notice sitting on the couch and in the chairs, the coaches are talking about it. They have to be. And obviously, like Dabo Sweeney if you're listening in to people with a, pa- a platform, you're just like, you you have to entertain the idea because the noise only gets louder. And I mean, now this is great for their program because their program goes into, I mean, yeah, they come into the Orange Bowl with a lot of momentum for their program. It's like, you know, these recruits are like, I can't wait to play with this guy. Or now it's like, you know, kind of looking through of like maybe changing things up, key transfers as well. You know, Shane, me personally, I'm sitting here, Looking over and looking over the um, the updates for on three recruiting on Twitter, just keeping everything is like who's in the transfer portal. Already some big names like Devin Leary from North Carolina State. Not a fan of, but I can understand people need a quarterback. Drew Pine from – Notre Dame, he's in there. Uh, the Alabama tackle and Trey Sanders, the running back, he's in there. A few, few, few big names, but we won't get into that. But the entire
1: uh, Colorado roster, because Prime told them all to that shit
0: was funny, and it's <laughs> okay. I'm a fan of that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I in, ca- in case you haven't seen this video. Dion comes in and he basically just lays it on the line and he basically just kept saying, you can take away from this speech of he's coming. That's all you can. And he is coming to Colorado and he is, he's treating it like an NFL program. He basically just told all these young men to their face. Like you might as well hit the transfer portal. Like all this losing shit, it's over. Like being mediocre or mediocre. That's that's done. Like, if you if you want to have a spot here, you're gonna to have to earn it because the the kids that I have at Jackson State, probably even uh, Travis Hunter, the number one guy, he's definitely coming over along with another recruiting class. I saw. Uh, speaking of Trey Sanders, I saw Trey Sanders actually tweet out just like, "Hey, you got a spot for me?" And just you know, just we're already seeing it. And again, you like, already know
1: that he's gonna get the first lick at all of these guys in the transfer well, portal. He
0: is, but now that Kay Klubnick is now the quarterback for Clemson, now like that changes that changes everyone's view towards them because now it's no longer sticking with someone who you just wanted to keep. Like it's literally fitting a square peg into a round hole. And Dabo just kept doing it over and over because he was loyal to DJU. Well, it's like, bro, this dude continue to suck. And it, like it, you're losing games now and you're losing credibility amongst everybody. Like go to the young guy who everyone wants and obviously plays better. Now, again, they, they just want another conference championship go into the bowl bowl game with momentum. Who's to say that this could be a shootout, you know, a 50 to 53 type win and then just even more momentum for, because both programs are ascending and it's just with Clemson now, it's like, okay, well, they're no longer at the crossroads. Like they like, again, Dabo, congratulations. They finally did it and they finally made the move and it it was, it was good for Clemson.
1: It was. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see all this plays out. Like, yeah, man, we to- got a
0: whole month of just, uh, you know, very much everyone feeling the holiday festivities, really just kind of feeling all the good vibes. Uh, last night I was actually at um, my, um, I was at like a staff Christmas party. So we had a fire pit roasting some marshmallows, man, it was a good little time. And uh, there was even like a little hot cocoa stand there that was definitely divine. But, um, Shane, I appreciate you just coming on with me. I know it's early in the morning. You got to get back to work. But uh, enjoy the weekend, brother. Have a very nice evening, man.
1: Pleasure as always, Mr. Meadows. I appreciate you. And as always, go
0: Vols. Go Tigers. Subscribe to the podcast.